she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. Hey, superstars. Happy New Year. Wow, here we are in 2023. First up, I wish you an abundance of all that supports you to thrive being you this year and beyond. Now, as ambitious, wise souls with a desire to create a big impact in the world, I know you get it. When I say that having your big goals, your dreams, your visions become reality is something that I'll never tire of. Now, I've shared in previous episodes how I wanted to launch a new podcast for some time after retiring my last one around September 2019 podcasting and hosting incredible conversations with the impact makers of the world is something that 100% contributes to my thriving. So when things finally aligned and we launched She Leads, She Thrives, it's the exact podcast you're listening to now, back on the 6th of October in 2022, just last year, just three months ago today, it felt like I had a way to speak my truths again, beyond the social media platforms I love, the blogging I do regularly and via email and speaking on stages, being on others' podcasts. Now, before we get into the main focus for today's episode, it's time for celebrating. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host at She Leads, She Thrives. As a visionary illuminator, I have a gift for seeing what you can't see. Not necessarily in a clairvoyant kind of way, it's different, but as I've lent more and more into owning and celebrating the gifts, wisdom, and strengths of my four Thrive Factor archetypes, I no longer question the things that come effortlessly to me. So as a business and leadership coach, who's also just crossed into my 18th year in business, now that we're in 2022-23, I'm here to coach you to align your services and products with your pricing and to create wild, incredible profits in your business. Now, as I did say, we're going to be doing some celebration. So here's a wrap of what we've accomplished in our three months since launch. Today is our 17th episode, when you count episode zero, which was shared to set the scene for She Leads, She Thrives. And as of today, we can celebrate more than 11,500 downloads. To be honest, I knew we'd get to the 10K mark, but I did not necessarily think that we'd be celebrating 11,500 downloads from across the world. That's come from our 16 episodes. We have listeners in 16 different countries so far. And the top five countries have been the US, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and France. So hello to everyone in those countries and anywhere else where you're listening from. We've had eight guest episodes and oh my goodness, haven't those guests been incredible? We have had uh, eight solo episodes where I've got to share with you all sorts of things. And I have so much in store to come already into this year and beyond. Now, guests to date have represented 10 different countries when you take into account where they're actually from originally and their current location. And when I decided I wanted to host a podcast show again, I had two previous podcast experiences to draw on. 
and they significantly informed how She Leads, She Thrives vision was defined and brought to life. And I wanted this to be a space to connect with a global voice of women who are real, wise, generous, community-focused, and making a positive impact in their businesses and lives. I wanted to get their take on leadership and self-awareness, celebration and business and all of the individual unique things that they, they do and they have to share and teach in the world. And to also share their stories and wisdom with you. I wanted to share things on my mind and heart that are useful, intentional and, and insight into the brilliance available when you tap into your Thrive Factor and choose to truly lead being 100% genuinely you. Now, we have episodes with four or more guests already recorded to share with you in this new year, and I'm ready to let Lise, let leash, I think, unleash them. That's probably what I'm looking for and uh, share them with you very soon. They represent more voices from different parts of the world, and you love everything they each contribute into conversations. Plus, as I said, there are more powerful solo episodes from me about all sorts of things. Sometimes when it comes to which solo episode am I going to share with you, I have so many ideas and they all feel relevant at the same time. So it's a bit of an omission sometimes to work out, which is the most important one to share with you right now. So today, though, my heartfelt thank you for your support, because in three months with those beyond 11,000 downloads is just phenomenal. This is way above the average number of downloads for most podcasts. So She Leads, She Thrives is not an average podcast. Never was going to be, and it never will be. That was never my intention. So if you've listened, shared, rated, supported in any way, thank you. If you haven't downloaded all the episodes, subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform or rated on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as yet, I'd love you to do that so even more people can get to tune in and listen to, to what is shared on She Leads, She Thrives. But today I really am feeling grateful, heartful, joyful, and I just want to say 20K downloads, we're coming for you. And so much more, right? In fact, I wonder if together we can cross the 100,000 downloads by the end of this year, end of 2023. With your help, I have no doubt we can. So let's just leave that to expand in the universe as an impactful intention. Now, I have something super special for you in terms of today's episode's main content. Celebration's kind of done for the moment. It's time to introduce you to the Thrive Factor archetypes. Now, I've mentioned them often in episodes, so you may be curious to get to know them. Now, some of the guests that I've had so far, I've profiled over the many years since the Thrive Factor framework was first created by me. So we've referenced some of their archetypes and you've got to hear them talk about how those archetypes have positively informed how they do what they do in their life and their business. Now, as you listen to the intros to each of the, pod, the podcasts, each of the archetypes, lean in because if you feel like it sounds like you, it's highly likely that archetype could be one of yours. Now, the reality that I've seen in these 13, goodness me, pushing 14 years since I've been using the Thrive Factor framework in my work is that we successfully guess more than 50% of our archetypes, sometimes even up to about 75%. So you're likely spot on with your intuitive nudges. But I do need to say this, to truly know what your Thrive Factor is, is to work with me or one of the licensed Thrive Factor coaches to get yourself actually profiled and to truly understand not just the individual archetypes, but I think in many cases, more importantly, how they interact with each other. Sometimes they'll be in the most incredible harmonious relationships with each other, these different parts of ourselves, and sometimes there will be great disharmony and clash. Understanding that is the game changer for you in your life and your work. So I'll share with you info about options after I've introed all 12 archetypes. And there are links also in the episode info wherever you're tuning in from. So you can go there and you can see how to access profiling and all the different Thrive Factor coaching options and all sorts of really cool things that I have available right now. But let's do this. Let's dive in. Okay. So to give you some context, the Thrive Factor framework was created back in 2009 it just kind of feels like a lifetime ago in some regards. And I first started using it with clients in 2010. Now, I have an extensive background that 
includes counseling, psychology, and I've been fascinated with archetypes since I was a teenager. Uh, which is totally an unusual thing when you think back to the fact I was a teenager in the 1980s. I'm showing my age there for sure. The Thrive Factor is an archetypal experiencing that experience, I should say, that's really changing the way that women like you interact with themselves in the world. For business and your leadership, it provides a magnetic, captivating edge that you can have so much fun leveraging. Your clients, if you're in business, will adore you as you step into who you are, who you were born to be, a woman thriving, like a thrive factor, effortlessly, of course. Your friends, significant others and connections will equally adore you. I witness thriving every day in the women that I work with and know. So when they're thriving, they're also confident, creative, trusting, honoring themselves, carving their own pathways to effortlessness and success and so magnetic, such a vibe. So the Thrive Factor Framework consists of 12 unique archetypes, each with their own expansive expression relating to what I call the four M's of momentum, mindset, marketing, or yourself kind of promotion, if you like, if you're not in business, money and magnetism. Now, you could have anywhere between three and five archetypes. And to be honest, every now and again, we get an incredible woman who has six in her unique profile of those 12 possibilities. Because no one of us is a linear, singular type. We are all multidimensional blends of archetypes that represent your innate potential, your reliable strengths, and help you to understand your potential challenges. This is the light of who you are, your illumination, and it's the shadow of who you are at the same time, the place where you meet your edges and discover the depths of who you are and the wisdom that is present in that space. Now, each archetype has been explored and defined in a process spanning, you know, as I said, well more than a decade now by myself, and then in more recent years, the licensed Thrive Factor Coach community. Unlike many archetype and I guess you could call them personality frameworks or systems, solutions or assessments you'd find in a kind of quick search online, the Thrive Factor Framework was created with a grounded ancient psychology principles front of mind. Based on the feedback of women all over the world now, it has been proven to be one of the most profoundly accurate ways for women to understand and honour themselves. You know, the most frequent words used in profiling experience debriefs where myself or a licensed trifecta coach introduces you to archetypes is words like permission and, oh my God, this is actually me, or I've taken a hundred or thousands or like, oh, it was often the exaggeration there, different types of assessments and things and nothing has ever actually shown me me, right? It's so cool. I'll never, ever get bored of hearing that. It just such a, such a buzz. Okay, so let's meet the archetypes. So we're going to go through them in alphabetical order. There, as I said, there's 12. So, you know, if you need to pause for a moment, grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, go and do that for sure. Okay, so the advocate rescuer is the archetype of compassion. She's infused with the generous, kind, and big-hearted energy of the goddess Kuan Yin. So think of the desire Mother Teresa had to heal the world and you'll understand the energy and reach of the advocate rescuer. It's big, you know, let's help everybody, literally. She volunteers and gives of her time and resources in abundance, sometimes, in fact, often overgiving, uh, and particularly for the causes that she believes in. Now, these could be related to people, to nature, to animals, or to all three. Like, there's no kind of holding back when it comes to giving and helping for the advocate rescuer. Now, sometimes her desire to help can be unfounded and create a sense of disconnection with others. Now, what she really wants is acknowledgement and appreciation for who she is and what she does. Now, when she gives that to herself first, this is really key to understand, it'll flow more freely from the world around her. So if you feel like you are the overgiver kind of person in the world, advocate rescuer is highly likely one of your archetypes. So just let me repeat that key thing again. When you give to yourself acknowledgement and appreciation for who you are and what you do, it'll flow more freely from the world around you. Now, you have a gift for advocacy and a desire to be empowering. Always quick to say yes and throw yourself into any situation where things can, you know, where you think you can be of help. You are deeply caring and sensitive. Your greatest learning and self-gift is to understand what it means to be self-compassionate and to be a self-advocate. You're a role model for others when it comes to being in this space, you know, your depth of love, your concern for others knows no bounds. 
but you're wise to understand what boundaries are and to include them in your world, in your life, your work, your relationships, for yourself even, for everything. Advocate Rescuers, you have a big heart and we need you in the world. So learn to be that self-advocate. Start with self-compassion every single day and you will be shining the light on all sorts of incredible things for others and yourself. All right, the heroine adventurer, heroine adventurer, the archetype of determination infused with the strength and wild woman spirit and energy of the goddess Diana. She was also referred to as Artemis. Now I'm mentioning, I must must say this right now, I'm mentioning different goddesses that are linked to the archetypes because traditionally when archetypes were first created, they were very much connected to stories from myth, um, mythology, gods, goddesses, those kind of things. And so I wanted to bring that ancient tradition, if you like, and honour that into the work I was doing. So every one of these 12 Thrive Age archetypes has her own goddess link. So Heron Adventurer, linked to the energy and the spirit, very much a wild woman spirit of the goddess Diana, also referred to as Artemis. She is the nature and animal lover, the defender of the underprivileged, focused and determined when she has a goal in sight. Now you think of her as being like a skilled archer with a target and its bullseye. At times she'll do anything she can to achieve the result she desires, like literally block everything else out until she's achieved whatever she wants to achieve. She's competitive in all she does, but doesn't necessarily recognize um, that in such a way that she would say that she's competitive with others. She will recognize that she has competition with herself. Others around her, though, would describe her as competitive 100%. She knows that she's competing against herself often, like she gets that. And as a woman, she's physically capable and is wise to spend time moving her body daily to integrate her focused energy and create a nourishing balance. Like this is the archetype that we see, you know, professional athletes and women that are incredible in terms of the physical things that they do. They would all have this archetype. The archetype of the Olympian, for sure. Now, nature is her energizer. Spending time with her bare feet on the earth daily is necessary. Now, as the huntress, she is agile and able to accomplish great things in the world. She's compassionate, has a gift for working with women and children, which is where her beautiful softness and gentleness comes in. She also loves animals and often has many pets, with her ideal being a dog. Doesn't mean she always has a dog, but she'll often talk about wanting to have one and one that's big enough that she can take out in the world and walk. And for me, I really feel that that is an innate intrinsic kind of gift of the heron adventure archetype is she desires to have a pet that gets her outside into nature. Now, what else can I tell you about this incredible, incredible woman? Now, if she doesn't have pets, she's probably volunteering or gifting of her time and resources to animal shelters and just spending time with animals any way she can. This reminds her of, of also her innate gentleness, which is a gorgeous balance to the fierceness that she often presents in the world. The inspirer believer is the archetype of energy, a bright spark in the world, and she embodies the energy of the Celtic goddess Bridget. Like energy literally is her currency. This is one of my four Thrifactor archetypes. Now, the inspirer believer is the epitome of fun when she's energized, an enthusiastic cheerleader who's quick to support any and all of those she sees and senses has potential. It's why we also often call her the ultimate potentialist because she has this gift for seeing the potential and good in others and a desire for them to see it in themselves. At times, she can support people who possibly don't deserve, yeah, I think that's probably the right way to say it, don't deserve her cheering, simply because she can see the good in them. And this has a slightly rescuer tone to it, but it's very different to the expression of the advocate rescuer. Now, coming to the reality that it's time to let them or the situation go can be quite confronting for the inspirer believer and even lead to a sense of grief, particularly in interpersonal relationships. I have a whole nother episode to share with you at another point in time about the inspirer believer in their interpersonal relationships. So just park that one. We'll come back to it in the future. Now, the inspirer believer is belief driven and here to be inspired and to inspire on a large scale. She's humble and doesn't always recognize how valued she is. Fiery and fierce, she's deeply intuitive and creative when it comes to crafting kind of, of you know, energies and, and creations. Now, everyone who meets her loves how excited she gets at the smallest of things. 
But you know what, for an inspired believer, they're not small to her at all. And she believes if she believes in something, so say not if, when she believes in something, she wants the entire world to know and she makes sure that they do. It's kind of the energy of the evangelist when it comes to that for the inspired believer. So finding ways to nourish her energy are essential because as I said earlier, energy is her currency and it's not always sustainable. She can have the highest of high energies and then she can have the lowest of low energies. And that's just comes because she's usually burned herself out. And so she's really got to nourish her energy as much as she can. She's more inspiring when she allows herself to be inspired by who she is, what she does and what she shares in the world. So this archetype, the inspired believer, is one that I see show up in 95 plus percent of my clients, my incredible community of the women that I have met over the years. She is predominant in the business world as well. And I'm not surprised because I see so many inspired believers burning out in employment where they don't get to express their excitability. It's kind of seen as a, you're a bit too over the top kind of energy. And, you know, when you're your own boss, that doesn't get in the way at all. All right. The liberator engineer is the archetype of freedom. Now, she embodies the energy of the Eastern goddess Kali, who is often referred to as the goddess, goddess I should say, of death and destruction, but that's of the ego, not of, of people or things. So if ego is represented or present in this, is kind of the opposite for the liberator engineer of personal and collective freedom in her eyes. You could also look to Pele, the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes for liberator engineer understanding and energy. Now, this is the second of my four trifactor archetypes. And I will just also say that when you get to know your archetypes, each one of them has equal kind of presence and standing in your world. So it's not like, you know, the inspired believer is my most dominant archetype and I go to her first. I look to and work with and, and celebrate all four of my archetypes every single day. So the liberator engineer archetype is also a rebel at heart. She's here to push real and perceived boundaries. She, you know, conforming feels like she's being trapped. So if she ever senses that she is in, you know, that kind of a space, the rebel within is awakened 100%. She's not necessarily noisy with her rebellion. She goes about it in kind of quiet ways and just gets on with doing her own thing, carving her own way in the world. Her gift for seeing the big picture and understanding all the moving parts sees her break things down to create ease. She's analytical, creative, and intellectually capable with an ability to quickly understand concepts and processes. She's a gift for creating systems, frameworks, solutions, and she loves to break things down to create understanding. Now, if she doesn't understand something, she'll push through till its machinations have become clear and she really does have genuine understanding. But as a true freedom weaver, she's also the ego destroyer of the 12 archetypes. So when she sees and senses ego, often present in some of the other archetypes, kind of three to four that definitely come to mind, she has a way of illuminating it so others can also see it and understand it. And, you know, that's where it gets dissipated. And I think that's such a good thing. And I know for me, that's been a, a challenging and I guess, interesting, yeah, interesting gift to navigate, but one that served me so well and really served so many people around me well. For the liberator engineer, her depth of feeling knows no bounds, although she can come across as kind of cool and calm on the outside. She's a deep feeler and thinker, and there's more going on within her than you'll ever understand. Don't challenge her freedom or you'll see her fire up to claim it back. And then she's likely to redefine it anyway. She carves her own space, uh, sorry, craves her own space and an uninterrupted sense of openness. And she'll do whatever it takes to create that and sustain it. Now, the mediated diplomat, let's move on to her. She's is the archetype of truth, harmony, and justice. And she embodies the energies of the Egyptian goddess Mart. So you spell her name M-A-A-T. If you know anything about Egyptian mythology, you might recognize this goddess because she was the one that stood at the gates of heaven and hell and weighed up where, you know, weighed your heart to determine which way you were going to go. Now, she's the truth teller of the Thrifactor Archetype Sisterhood and here to shine the light on injustice in the world. Now, that may be in her world and her immediate circle or the world at large. She gets activated easily to take action, to right wrongs, and can have a strong connection to social justice. She's an incredible listener and others feel heard in her company and her presence. 
She's here to create harmony and to bring quality and value to others in the way she delivers and presents, say, in a business context or in her career. She's incredibly high standards and can at times feel like she can never meet them. This is a perfectionist aspect and can be challenging for her and have her focus too much on what is not yet right, ideal and accomplished, as opposed to all the incredible experiences she has had and things that she has accomplished. She's pragmatic, can be very pedantic though, and kind of black and white about things. So it's kind of, it's a this or that. It's not a linear, it's only this. It's a kind of this or that. She sees all the different perspectives of things. She's down to earth, sensible, and doesn't get too excited about anything unless there is an a kind of an unbalance or injustice around her. Then she's fired up and ready to do something about it. She's the detective of the archetypes and loves to research. Like I have a bunch of media diplomat women in my life. And if I'm going to know something, I know exactly who to go to because they've already done the groundwork. <laughs> it's a great gift to, to and I love um, sharing them with gratitude for that too. She has a quick mind and always, you know, always has the facts. She is wise to remember that this is a large part, you know, that there, I should say, is a large part of the world that is not and cannot be as exacting as she is. There are a lot of people that waft around in the greys and can't see those, this or that kind of, of um, options that she sees. And for the media diplomat, gratitude is her equaliser. So if the perfectionist stuff rears its, you know, rears up, if the big ideas become too many to handle, back to gratitude, ladies, every single time. Okay, we are moving through the mentor teacher. This is the archetype of wisdom and knowledge, and she embodies the energy of the Greek goddess Hecate, so the goddess of wisdom, transformation, and transition. This is the third of my four archetypes, and my fourth one is the the one right at the end of the uh, archetype alphabet, the visionary creator. Now, the mentor teacher was often seen as the, or so particularly when we draw on the energy of Hecate, as the all-seeing wise elder woman with gifts that she has had, um, I guess that have led to her to being labelled even as a witch in different mythological stories. But she was the wise woman or crone of the Greek triple goddess story. In the Roman tradition, she was referred to as trivia, which I think is pretty cool when talking about the knowledge depth of the mentor teacher. I love referring to her as the wisdom woman. She's a voracious learner with a seemingly unquestionable thirst for knowledge. She's a rich lived and learned experience that others value. And it's important that she values all of her wisdom infused expression in the world, particularly from a business or career perspective. She's a natural and sought after guide for transition and transformation, which sees her often in helping healing and coaching kind of professions. People see her as a resource-rich hub, the woman to go to when they want to know or learn something. And the mentor teacher will frequently have an answer. And if not, she'll love to source one or know where to direct you to for sure, or probably just help you find it out, find the answer for yourself. She can feel she doesn't know enough at times. In fact, that can be a real challenge, a real Achilles heel for many mentor teachers. I don't know enough. I need to learn more, do more, study more, get another piece of paper to prove all I know. Because when she's in that space of I don't know enough, this can really see her off on a path to prove all she knows. And she doesn't need to, not at all. Now, beware though, any overwhelming desire to sign up for yet another course and, you know, instead ask yourself if you're a mentor teacher, do I really need this? Or... Do I already have the information within my innate wisdom? You know what? The answer to that is usually yes. The mother nurturer. This is the archetype of family and abundant love and embodies the energy of Demeter, the Greek mother goddess. Um, so, or, you know, you can also think of her because this is the reality of her role in that Greek um, trilogy of triple goddess is that she's an expression of the mother in the maiden mother crone triple goddess stories and often represented as a mother earth or even Gaia. She's overwhelmingly family focused and makes everything all about her kids and her family. Now this extends beyond her literal family to anyone she considers to be family. And at times, this can be a large group of people she welcomes with open arms. The mother nurture energy is like that of a big warm hug. She just makes you feel nurtured when you're in her space. She's abundant and loves to feed. So that's also something to be mindful of. Now, that definitely can be influenced by the other archetypes that she has. But she's 
seeing, she sort of sees a meal shared with family as kind of the, her greatest joy. Self-care is not her strong point, not at all, which is interesting for someone with the word nurture in her name. But in fact, she's usually last on her list. She wants to empower, but can easily flow from mothering to smothering with her overwhelming need to love and be loved. It's important that Mother Nurture fills her own cup first and celebrates her family's accomplishments after acknowledging her own, which is not an easy thing for most Mother Nurturers to do. When not feeling appreciated, she can share traits of the advocate rescuer and find it a struggle to understand that self-appreciation is actually such an important focus. Now, with this active in her life, her need for external validation acknowledgement will shift and she'll be self-fulfilled instead of measuring her value based on her own sometimes warped perception of her family and how much she's loved as the matriarch in that environment. Now let's meet the men, the networker connector archetype. You know, as the social bee of the archetypes, this charismatic woman is engaging and adores time with people she isn't necessarily an extrovert, as there may be influences from her other archetypes at play. But if you looked at just the networking connector aspect of an archetype in a woman, you would think she's incredibly extroverted. Now, she's connected to the uh, ancient goddess Ishel. So you spell her name I-X-C-H-E-L. If you are interested to learn more about her, you can do a Google for any of these goddesses and find out about them. So, But she's a South American goddess. Now, the networker connector sees the magic and potential introductions and is a master of knowing exactly who to connect to who. She's people-focused and can find herself having, or I guess really saying yes to too many social engagements, FOMO, so that fear of missing out is a big deal for the networker connector. She's wise to invest time in self-connection so as to maintain a sense of groundedness and connection to the other things in her life and her business or career that are really important to her. She can find monetizing her strengths challenging and doesn't always see the depth of value in her network, which is all the people she knows. Others will see how valuable her connections are and seek her out for who she knows and the quality of those relationships. And sometimes that can create a bit of a disharmony and a resentment in the networker connector. And it really is important that the network connector understands that she is here to benefit from her network as well and as much as others do. The pioneer seeker, the archetype who is the innovative lover of fresh new ideas, concepts, and ways of being in the world. The pioneer seeker embodies the energy of Persephone, the Greek goddess or maiden goddess of spring, uh, an expression of the youthful maiden energy in the maiden mother crone triple goddess story. So we've got the whole three goddesses, the Hecate in mentor teacher, Demeter in mother nurturer, and Persephone in the pioneer seeker. So we've got that whole trilogy represented in the Thryphator archetypes. Now, for the pioneer seeker, her love of innovation sees her leading with new avant-garde things that others wouldn't even have heard of, let alone shown any interest in. She can be disruptive as she challenges accepted norms, sometimes purely for the purpose of seeing what happens when she does. She can become easily bored with the world and is wise to infuse her life and her work with fresh, engaging ideas and concepts to keep her thinking and channeling her energy for good. She's a quick wit and can be extremely sassy at times saying and doing things to interrupt the situation she finds herself in because she just can't let an opportunity to shake things up pass her by, like not ever. <laughs> Some other archetypes can find this too much and their sensitivities can be extremely offended by a pioneer seeker's expressions. Now, as the Dark Queen, Queen of the Underworld, and this is where you look to the Persephone story to understand more about this reference, she has an interest in things that are from that you could say far from mainstream and an ability and willingness to lead others into spaces and experiences that are not what they expect. She's powerful when honoring her inner queen and will benefit from celebrating being the leader who goes first, exploring in the world. At times when she feels lost or lonely, threatened or misunderstood, she can act like a helpless maiden seeking attention. If looking externally, she can be seeking understanding and answers, and yet she has what she needs within. And as the key message for the pioneer seeker expresses, look within for the treasure, your treasure. You do not need to seek and let that seeker part of you. Um, you're seeking outside of yourself to find the answers and things that demonstrate your value in the world. 
All right, moving along. We're getting there. We've got three more to go. The queen ruler is the archetype who is the regal leader, and she embodies the energy of the goddess Oya, an African goddess of transformation and change, a warrior queen and revered leader who holds the mysteries of women within her soul. Again, she's not a goddess that you will often hear of, but I love her. She's kind of, you know, a badass kind of leader, but with the biggest heart. As a regal leader of the archetypes, the queen ruler is the one destined, if she chooses, to lead and create on a large scale. She has a vision to be a leader amongst her followers when she approaches leadership with a grounded, compassionate kind of energy. And she can be generous and have a real philanthropic spirit others also appreciate. Now, she cares but is not an emotional woman and she's able to make and act on decisions quickly and, and, you know, take action that counts. Other more sensitive archetypes can find this challenging to be kind of a part of when this is happening. Now, if a queen ruler finds herself threatened by someone or something and she makes a decision to move on, then that can look and feel like an execution to others, an abandonment. For the queen ruler, it was simply a decision that had to be made and acted upon, like it's really done and dusted, moved on. And I really appreciate about this, about the queen ruler friends and, and clients that I have. It's such an interesting thing to observe because it's such a unique uh, trait, if you like, yeah, trait, and definitely a strength of the queen ruler archetype. Now, she can have ego at times, and many people are aware of the energetics of the queen ruler in ego and find it challenging to be a part of it. Now, it tends to come from an over-entitled sense of importance that stems from feeling overwhelmed or threatened and having to prove her place in the world. So very much the shadow energy of the queen ruler is coming to play when there's ego present. But coming back to her compassionate heart is key and will ground her and bring everything back into balance. Now, she loves and appreciates luxury, is quality-driven, and the designer of the of the archetypes who adores anything that brings beauty and, you know, really making everything more beautiful any way she can is one of her superpowers for sure. The shapeshifter alchemist is the archetype who is a mysterious mystic and she embodies the energy of the goddess Isis, the Egyptian goddess representing feminine power and strength. Now, as the mystical, magical transformationist of the archetype, she is a woman who thrives on her ability and need for flexibility, variety, and evolution. She changes constantly and can have challenges being present, grounded, and seen in the world. So visibility can be a real big issue for a shapeshifter alchemist woman. Um, The shapeshifter alchemist is incredibly magnetic and others are drawn to her, never really knowing who she is. And you know what? This kind of not really letting anyone know who I am thing is uh, a big part of the narrative that many shapeshifter alchemists get very attached to. The shapeshifter alchemist loves her elusiveness and can pride herself uh, on no one really knowing who she is and what she does. But this isn't always a positive outcome when it comes to business and career. Her alchemist abilities speak to her gift as the ultimate manifester, a woman able to turn her thoughts, words, feelings, and actions into reality in all its forms. So she's really wise to consider, you know, about what she thinks, says, feels, and does because she can positively influence her lightning fast potential for manifestation. I've worked with many shapeshifter alchemists over the years who love this part of themselves and equally a number who have found it really challenging. And that's where, you know, they haven't necessarily been considered and and nurtured their mindset, their thoughts, their words, their feelings, their actions uh, in a way that has brought positive manifestation for them. But you know what? You can turn that around at any time. You have such a gift for this. Magic is her grounding and doing things each day that feel magical, the true support to her being in her power clear about who she is and willing to share her magic with the world. And now when I use the word magic, I'm not claiming any that by any definition. I will always say to every shapeshifter alchemist I've ever worked with, what feels magical to you, do more of that. So calling on the potentiality of of more grounded energies of her other archetypes can be super helpful for the shapeshifter alchemist, particularly she's kind of feeling like a bit lost in the world and like she needs to go into hiding. We are nearly at the end. The visionary creator is the final of the 12 archetypes. And this is my fourth of my four Thrifactor archetypes. 
And the visionary creator is the archetype who was the ultimate creator, strategist, and forward-thinking, you know, essence who embodies the energy of the goddess Athena, the Greek goddess of strategy and war. Now, in Roman mythology, she was known as Minerva. Now, I just will say the war part was not about Athena being all about going to war. She was Zeus's daughter and considered an incredible strategist. So they used her superpowers on her vision and ability to see what was going to happen to be more strategic so that there was a greater outcome for all involved in any conflict. I just have always loved Athena. So kind of no surprise that I had the visionary creator archetype when I first profiled myself all those years ago. As the futuristic and strategic member of the archetype, she's a woman who thrives when she trusts her vision and uses her creative skill to turn her visions into reality. She's here to make a big impact and can at times find this challenging to understand and accept. And also the enormity of that impact can be so great that and so futuristic and, and like, well, how can this even be, become possible? Yeah, that it gets questioned. The visionary creator is incredibly businesslike and can show up as the, the artist and the CEO on the same day at the same kind of event or so in the same situation. Others are drawn to her vision, her bold desire to impact the world and her futuristic original thinking and creations. The visionary creator loves her ability and adores supporting others to expand their vision and bring those visions to life. Her gifts are often like those of a shaman and if you know about a shaman, um, that concept, it really is kind of the medicine person and the transformationalist, um, the person who journeys alongside someone to bring or to connect them to their own inner resources and bring them to life. So that's kind of when I talk about the shaman. But she has an unrivaled ability to walk or journey with others in places and spaces where they can access their untapped resources and bring them back to the present to positively influence their future. She's a manifesting gift like the shape future alchemist, but can be less aware of this until she amplifies her trust in her vision. Creative expression in all its forms is her way to trust more of the vision she has. Others value her clarity of vision, and it's important that she shares her vision without hesitation. Enriching her vision by trusting it and sharing it is part of her impact and magic. Now, I know my clients don't come and work with me just because I have the visionary creator archetype, but many of them will talk about this archetype as being a big part of why they were drawn to work with me as a coach. It is also of the thousand plus women that I have personally profiled. And then if we add in all the women that the Thrive Factor coaches have profiled, this is the one archetype that is least commonly seen in a Thrive Factor profile. Uh, it's very unique. And I would say, to be honest, of as I said, like for myself, over a thousand women that I've profiled, I've probably only profiled or definitely no more than 30 women with this archetype. It's really uniquely um, so, so kind of rare, if you like. Anyway, <sighs> big breath out. That was the 12 Thrive Factor archetypes. And thank you for allowing me or, you know, tuning in and listening to what I had to share to introduce you to all of them at a really high level. There is so much more depth to go into each of them. I've published two books in the last four years. In fact, this is being January. It's um, my book called The Thrive Factor, um, Unlock Your Effortless Success Zone, was published at the end of January in 2019. So she's coming up for her first, fourth birthday. That is the book is, which is often referred to as my clients and the coaches as the Bible for The Thrive Factor. It's got introductions that, in detail to all 12 archetypes. There's stories in there for some of the women that I have worked with, sharing how they've used those archetypes and what they love about them. And there's also insights into the strengths and potential challenges in relation to mindset, marketing, money, and magnetism for all 12 archetypes. And then January last year, in fact, we're coming up to it being its first birthday, Braggadacious, The Art of Bold Self-Celebration is the book where I spent, it's kind of, if you look at it as a journey, a 12-month, a year-long journey of celebration, each month we focused on a different one of the 12 Thrive Factor archetypes and explored how she celebrates. What are her effortless ways to celebrate? How can she amplify celebration? Where does she resist or hold herself back from celebration? So those two books are kind of key go-tos. If you are in Australia, I have copies of those always and I'm happy to send you a signed copy. Just reach out to me and we'll share the link with where you can purchase one. If you are overseas, I am not able to send you a signed copy because I guarantee you, you wouldn't pay the postage for it to get there from Australia. 
but my books are available on platforms like Amazon, Book Depository, uh, lots of different places. So go and get yourself some books. Um, but I did say that I would let you know about getting yourself profiled. So you can do that. As I said, if you go to the show notes and links in any of the episodes, you will see where you can go. And there's two real key things to draw you to. You can take the three, five, the suche. Let me getting all tongue tied here. You can take the free Thrive Factor assessment to meet one of your possible archetypes, so one of your key archetypes. And you can also invest in a Thrive Factor experience with me or reach out to us at hello at thrivefactorco.com and we can connect you with the Thrive Factor Coach community. Um, that's where you can invest in a profiling experience. I know for me, I offer a one or a three session experience. The first, the single session is we connect, you get take the assessment, you get a detailed, beautifully detailed personalized report highlighting your Thrive Factor five to six pages for each archetype. So if you've got six, it's a big, big, huge report for you to really relish. Uh, and we go through in that single one-on-one coaching session and meet your archetypes. If you work with me in a three-session experience, we can look at meet your archetypes in the first session. The second session, we'll look at the archetypes through the, you know, or look at your business or your career through the lens of your archetypes. And the final third session is looking at the interactions between them. And, you know, that's really the game changer stuff, knowing that. So reach out to us and said, if you can't find those links for any, any reason, hello at thrifactorco.com is where to reach out to. And myself and my team will make sure that you can easily find how to get yourself profiled and know your Thrive Factor. I have, as the true visionary creator that I am, a massive vision for the Thrive Factor to be out in the world. I've been relentlessly with enthusiasm and joy working to do that for nearly 14 years or we're now 14th year now. I'm not resting on this anytime soon. Uh, I have a vision that, and I literally see this, I've had dreams about it where at some point in the future, like women will, in different parts of the world, different languages, different cultures, different backgrounds, will talk about their archetypes in conversation. So it's a bit like these days, I know in particularly in the business world, human design is very popular. Um, a lot of us know about things like how Myers-Briggs and a disc profile, all of those kind of things. And you can relate to each other and get an understanding of someone when they share what those things are for themselves and all the multitude of other things that are out there. But I see this, I have this vision and this knowing and this huge, big hearted kind of energy that comes with women connecting and talking with each other and asking, well, what are you, what's your thrive factor and sharing their archetypes. And in response to each other, being so full of love and compassion and excitement and energy for the individual unique archetypal expression that the woman that you're talking to or the women that you're talking to have, because you can sense and see and know the greatness that they have to bring to the world starting with themselves, thriving in untold ways. It's just like brings me so much joy even just thinking about it. And as I said, I've dreamt about this often. Uh, I've written about it. I've done all sorts of things. So let's see where this goes into the future. But thank you once again from the bottom of my heart, my big heart that's overflowing with gratitude and joy and so much fun and love and everything for what we've created with the she Leads, She Thrives podcast. I can't wait to see what happens as we continue to journey together through 2023 and beyond and doing a, a wrap-up episode at the end of this year and then a new celebration episode as we move into 2024 and hopefully continuing to do that beautiful pattern with you moving forward. Um, I will just mention, I just thought about this right now, uh, I have opened up some of the offers that I had available in December just to celebrate this milestone of the whole energy of Sheila Chi Thrives being three months old as of today, um, of the fact that it's my 18th year in business as of this month, that the Thrive Factor book turns four at the end of January, that Braggadacious is one on the 8th of January. So there's so much to celebrate in this month. Uh, it's just such a, feels like such a great expansive energy and it's somewhere where I am, which is always for me a, a high kind of energy time. So if you have a look in the show notes. There will be a link to claim some incredible offers at prices that I never, ever put out there in the world, but I felt like a beautiful way to recognize and to share. There will also be a link to join my new January program starting the 17th of January, 2023. And it's called, uh, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful energy. Um, I'm just trying to thinking, 
how to share with you the name of it because this came to me literally on New Year's Eve, taking inspired action in the way that I love to do. The whole energy of this, this new program is around us recognizing the magnificence of what we have. And it's almost like an accidental acknowledgement of how incredible we are. Uh, I feel it's a whole of like an energy of coming home to yourself. So serendipitous is the name of the program. That too is available at a unusually way to be priced. I have made it a kind of choose your own prices, a different price points. The top three tiers of pricing also include incredible bonuses where you could even see yourself joining my program in February called Intentionality. So jump into those that will be in the show notes. And if you're listening to this way past January, I'm sorry, you've missed out for this year, but I do these kind of things every now and again. So there's lots and lots of, of cool stuff always on offer in my world. I like to keep things interesting, keep you surprised, give you lots of opportunities to work with me, learn from me, come into my world, get to know your Thrive Factor in different ways. And, you know, the reality is that over 90% of the programs that I lead and host uh, they're always for women. They're for women in leadership and business. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a business, but over 90% of them, you will also get to know your Thrive Factor archetype. So, because that's essential and included in so much of what I do. So have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. If you haven't yet, please come and subscribe, you know, share, let everyone know about She Leads, She Thrives. And I look forward to celebrating a whole lot of additional milestones through this year and beyond. Have a beautiful day. And remember, as always, you were born to thrive. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.